You're now listening to the Tax Smart REI podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Tax Smart REI podcast. In this episode, I'm joined with Terry Judds, CEO of Core Solutions Group, a specialty tax and engineering firm that performs cost segregation studies and other tax engineering services for real estate investors across the nation. Today, we discuss the powerful combination of the short-term rental loophole and cost segregation studies, answer frequently asked cost segregation study questions, and much more. We do want to let you know that we did officially release the short-term rental loophole tax course, which teaches you everything you need to know about the short-term rental loophole to save five to six figures in taxes. In the course, I cover an overview of the short-term rental loophole and its powerful tax benefits, how to materially participate in your short-term rentals to reduce taxes on your W-2 and other active income, how to maximize your tax savings using cost segregation studies and bonus depreciation, as well as how to avoid critical mistakes that can cost you thousands of dollars in tax savings. By the end of the course, you will know exactly what you need to do to use the short-term rental loophole to save five to six figures in taxes. And you know what? With the amount of value that is included in this course and the potential tax savings, I could have easily charged upwards of $997 or perhaps even $1,500 for this course. But you know what? Because I want to help as many people use the short-term rental loophole as possible, I'm giving it away for only $247, which is really next to nothing if you think about the potential tax savings that you can get from using the short-term rental loophole. And with bonus depreciation phasing out over the next few years, the sooner you can take advantage of the short-term rental loophole, the more tax you'll be able to save. So if you're ready to save five to six figures in taxes by using the short-term rental loophole, you can enroll in the course today by going to courses.taxsmartinvestors.com and enrolling. It's just that simple. The course is available 24 7 seven days a week so you can get started right away again that's courses.taxsmartinvestors.com and without further ado we're going to jump right into today's episode after a quick word from landlord studio if you're a do-it-yourself landlord managing rental properties landlord studio is made for you the software helps landlords simplify income and expense tracking with their easy-to-use app, you can digitize receipts, record income and expenses in real time, generate reports, and even manage leases and tenants. Plus, Landlord Studio makes late rental payments and bank visits a problem of the past with secure online rent collection. Get the rent paid directly to your bank account, and you can even automate rent reminder emails and late payment fees. Landlord Studio is also the best way to stay tax compliant. They offer a range of financial reports, including Schedule E and supplier expense reports designed for tax time. You can learn more about Landlord Studio and start your 14-day free trial at landlordstudio.com CPA and use the coupon code REALESTATECPA at checkout to get 25% off your plan. Again, that's landlordstudio.com CPA and use the code REALESTATECPA to get 25% off your plan today. So really without further ado, let's just dive right in here. So, you know, Terry, would you, would you mind kind of giving us a little overview on your background, how you got involved in cost segregation studies, things like that? Yeah, Tom, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I started the company, gosh, 16 years ago, so it's 2006. Um, to be honest, the, the business found me. I, um, I was in the, before this, I had a consulting company doing like, uh, energy efficiency uh, advisory on green buildings, and we were doing um, 
you know, just some, just, we, we were, we were kind of like getting into some of the, uh, the new tax incentives. There's something called um, 179D. And that really just, that was interesting to me because it kind of fit into what I was doing with uh, renewable energy back. This was back before that was even a word. I mean, 16 years ago. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, cost irrigation, somebody sent me something. I don't even know. I think it was a CPA that introduced me to some of this cost seg legislation. I just was so intrigued by it, you know, and I started reading about it. I immediately picked up the phone and called my CPA and said, Hey, what do you know about this? And he's like, not much. I go, I go, is it legal? And he's like, yeah, it's legal. I go, okay, that's, that's all I needed to know. And from there I started doing my own due diligence, started talking to a lot of CPAs. I'm, I'm here from the Detroit area. I'm about half hour north of Detroit, up in here in Birmingham, Michigan. So I actually called, contacted a very prominent CPA. Um, he ended up, you know, saying, hey, I, I, I've been reading about this. Can you meet me, you know, for coffee? And this is before I even incorporated, Tom. I mean, this is before I had business cards. This is before I even decided I was actually going to start a, a cost segregation company. He said, I want you to meet me for coffee. I, I, I want to talk to you about this. So I'm this is really like my first pitch. So I'm up late night printing stuff off, make sure I'm dialed in, you know, putting together a PowerPoint. And he knew, he knew more about it than I did. I, I learned so much from that first meeting, but, the, but he did say, Hey, I got, I have a client that, that he owns a, a two car dealerships and I want you to meet me tomorrow morning. We're going to go present this. I want you to, you know, be there and present this to him. And I was petrified. Now I'm an entrepreneur, you know, we, you can, I, I always kind of fake it to make it or act as if, as they say, and that I was, we pitched them, the, the, the guy that owned the, I won't say any names, but the guy that, uh, you know, basically was the owner of the company said, well, how much does this cost? And I had no idea. So I just shot out a number and he, and he says, well, what do you need today? And I said, I'll just, I'll just take a deposit, you know, 50% down. It sounded reasonable. And he wrote me the check. And as they say, you know, the rest is history, you know, and then from there I started hosting seminars. I, I ramped, ramped up rapidly because I knew this was a niche. I knew I found something. I, I saw just, just based on from those conversations and then other conversations, talking to CPAs around town, you know, and, and then started talking to people across the country. I realized fast that this, a lot of people weren't doing this. This wasn't available to mom and pops out there. This was only available to the, the big four, you know, big CPA firm, big four accounting firms, you know, Fortune 500 companies that were doing it at a high level. I saw just a major gap between the client, the CPA, and the IRS. And that's really how we started. Um, from there, we started doing seminars, started writing articles, you know, just really just kind of said, okay, I'm just going to become the authority, you know, in this space. And, uh, you know, 16 years later, over $2 billion now in savings, knock on wood, very blessed. Uh, got a great team behind me. You know, and it's just been fun. It's been fun working with a lot of investors. Um, and as you know, Tom, you know, you being a CPA, I mean, you, know, you you were on my show last week and we talked the same thing. You know, it's still even today, um, 2022, how underutilized cost segregation is. is. I mean, obviously it's gone mainstream. A lot of companies are utilizing it. Um, there's been more competition in my space, obviously. So it's, a, it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal service. And it's, it has survived um, whether you're, you know, I'm not going, going politics here, but any, any, any um, whether you're Democrat, Republican, everybody seems to love this service. 
there's a lot of rich Democrats and Republicans that have buildings and they, they don't want this to go away deep down. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Cost segregation studies is, is very big in the real estate space and, you know, could save people a lot of money, especially when you have the bonus depreciation uh, that was put in place back in 2017. So really been popular over the last number of years. Um, I've seen the interest in it, um, at least as far as our firm goes on the CPA side, uh, really increase and just continue to become more and more popular. Um, so I guess, I guess the question I have is, you know, what, what types of investors, you know, do you, you know, typically use cost segregation stu uh, studies and what types of investors do you kind of, kind of work with? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, our rule of thumb is, you know, any, anybody that's going to buy a, a, a real estate investment property, um, you know, with, with over just the, call it a half a million dollars in, in, in uh, basis. So that's, that's the purchase price. And we back out a little bit, a little slice for land. We allocate that off and then we just use the, the just the real estate itself. Um, but anything from a half a million dollars uh, and, and, and it could go up to, you know, a couple hundred million, you know, and everywhere you know, in between. So any asset class qualifies. You and I were, you know, diving deep uh, last week on, on your show about um, short-term rentals. That, that is a kind of a whole new asset class in itself. Let's touch on that hopefully in the show. Yeah. And uh, everything else in between multifamily, senior living, storage, uh, all the buzzwords that are, you know, people are investing in. Um, all the way down to a single family, you know, even a, a long-term single family hold or real estate investment, um, duplexes, those kinds of things. We love working with brand new people that are getting into real estate, starting to diversify, trying to maybe get out of their W-2 and become a real estate investor. We love working with all those, you know, those types of folks coming in and then all the way up to the sophisticated, uh, you know, real estate syndicators that are doing, you know, these 30, 40, 50, hundred million dollar projects with investors. And it's kind of a layered and it gets a little com you know, cumbersome, um, but all the way up to that level. That's awesome. It's awesome to see, you know, how, how cost segregation could be, you know, applied to such a wide array of, of different, you know, types yes. of investors, regardless of size or, you know, specific asset class that they're looking to target. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. You know, you, you do mention short-term rentals, which has been, you know, absolutely on fire, uh, or at least over maybe the last two or three years, um, thanks to the ability to use like the short-term rental loophole, basically you rent your short-term rental out for seven days or less. Um, you can take the losses against your, your, you know, your W2 or other, uh, active income, as long as you materially participate, which is much easier to do than say becoming a real estate professional, which is also very powerful. But, uh, most of the time to, in order to take advantage of the real estate professional status, you need to work full time in real estate for the most part. Uh, so, uh, I guess on, on the, do you, do you see a lot of uh, short-term rental investors, you know, uh, coming to you guys for, uh, for cost segregation studies these days? You know, two years ago, I would say no, like, like it was minimal. And then the last 24 months, Tom, as you've seen it, it's been explosive. Um, and we're doing a lot of it, you know, right now and we'll see how, as we progress, you know, I, I think some of the markets are getting a little bit more competitive out there for, for, for investors, but there's still there's still ways to cash flow these things. And the big part about it, when the when people are looking at it from an underwriting standpoint, you have to take the bonus depreciation as a as a part of the underwriting, because I, I see that being left out all the time. Right. And, um, and I think that's important to bring that into play. And as you said, Tom, you know, this it, it, is, I'm looking personally, as you and I talked last week, you know, 
um, you know, I've been looking personally to buy this year as a short-term rental um, as the number one reason is that I can take the bonus depreciation and use it against my income, my W-2 income that, uh, that, I, that, that my company pays me. And just in that note alone, it's very valuable uh, for me and other, you know, people out there, you know, doing well in their businesses. Um, it, it's, it's such a huge factor to make sure that that, that piece is factored in on the cash flow and the, and the, and the, the cash on cash. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and to, to your point, you know, not only is the tax benefits good um, from reducing other income, but um, short-term rentals do tend, you know, generally speaking to uh, cash flow uh, much higher than your tr traditional long-term rental because you're renting them out over a shorter period of time. You're really increasing like the daily rental rate, I guess you would say of this particular property and using the bonus depreciation um, that you get through the cost segregation study effectively can really shelter that income from tax. So it, you know, not only are you able to use uh, the, the bonus depreciation to offset other income from other areas of, of, of your life, I guess your other income streams would be a good way yeah. to put it, but can also shelter this very strong potential depending on where you buy and stuff, income stream from the short-term rental itself. So short-term rental is definitely very, very powerful, very powerful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I, again, like we said, like, I, you know, you, you, you hear, I don't know, you've listened to different podcasts and forecasters, obviously we're in a different climate. I mean, interest rates have, have bumped up, um, but there's still plenty of opportunity, you know, to, 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 to buy and, and, and to, and to use it too. Some people forget that, you know, it's, it's, it really is, you can use it for a couple of weeks out of the year and bring that, bring your family down to these, these vacations and, and also, but have this powerful, you know, real estate investment that's working on your behalf. So just got to be a little bit more, I think, um, maybe a little bit more conservative um, on, the, on the underwriting, you know, and, and, and because the expectations when you talk to people two, three years ago, you know, they're making 30, 40, 50% on their money. It's just absolutely just insanity. And, and now it's, it's, you, know, you can still make, you know, if, as long as 10, 15, 20% is still in the wheelhouse, you know, obviously that's still a good investment. Yeah, absolutely. And right now where we are, we're recording since June, 2022. Uh, the inflation report came in from May. Uh, looks like inflation is still, you know, an issue. So the Fed, uh, the Fed still wants to hike interest rates, just something to keep in mind as well as you're going through the investment journey. Stock market down is, is down pretty significantly today. I think three to 4%, um, depending on what time of the day you're looking yeah. at. Um, but they're kind of, you know, we, we get this question, you know, I guess, I mean, from, from your experience, right, on the short-term rental side, you know, mm -hmm. if someone purchases a property, you know, what percentage of their, you know, of their uh, purchase price can generally be reallocated to say that five and 15 year, pro five to 15 year property that, that is eligible for bonus depreciation? Yeah, I mean, what we're seeing, you know, from our company, we're, we're, we're typically, you know, allocating about 30% uh, of the purchase price into shorter lives. Therefore, you can take that in year one. Uh, whatever you don't use, it has excess, so it'll carry forward for 20 years. So you don't, it's not like you have to, you know, whatever you can't use, you're going to lose. So you lock in that 20-year carry forward. I mean, that's another thing that I think is worth mentioning, you know, Absolutely. today is just that you're, you, you, know, you, you have that available. I like to call it the open checkbook against Uncle Sam. You know, you, you can use it when you need it. So, yeah, I would say, you know, it depends on, it depends on the property depends on the acreage. It depends on the, you know, the, the, uh, uh, just the land improvements that are part of it. So every property is somewhat unique. I wouldn't say it's cookie cutter, 
Um, but we see, you know, I would say on the low end, you know, 20 to 25%. And then on the high end, around 28 to, you know, 35%. But I would say comfortably on a typical average short-term rental out there, um, even multifamily as well is around 30%, which is big. Yeah, nice. And that's that's big. I mean, the way I always describe to people, if you buy a million dollar property, you're getting a $300,000 deduction effectively from bonus depreciation, which can be significant, you know, no matter well, what. Well, that, that could be part of the, the down payment, right? Yeah. I mean, if you, you're putting down, you know, 20, 25%, 250 grand down on, on a property, if it's a million dollar property, and you're going to be able to write off 250 to 300,000 in year one, you're essentially writing off your entire down payment. And that is like huge. So bonus depreciation has been an absolute game changer uh, for investors. And we still have a run up like this. And just to mention real quick, uh, you know, we got bonus depreciation will be here with us 100% to the end of the year. And then it, it'll go down 20% each year till it phases out. And then until like, what is it? 2026, I believe. Yep. And then, um, and then people say, Oh my God, cost is going to, you know, does that mean that cost goes away at the end of 2026? No, it just goes back to where it was, which was still phenomenal, right, which means right, you're right. going to have your, all your interior improvements is in a five-year bucket. And then all your exterior land improvements will be in a 15-year it's still way better than, you know, 27 and a half years or 39 years now uh, for short-term rentals. Yeah, no, absolutely. Still very powerful and um, yeah. still going to be a powerful strategy for sure. You know, we, we get this question a lot from, from our clients and, you know, we've gotten a few different answers depending on who you ask. Um, when, when should you do a cost segregation study? Say, say I buy a property, right? And I'm going to do some extensive renovations to it. Um, do I get the cost segregation study done? before I start the renovations or afterwards, or is there some other middle ground that, that, you know, the study, how the study should go about? Yeah. I guess somewhere in the middle of all that. No. Right. Um, it depends. So if, so if you were going to, if someone's going to buy a property and they're going to do, you know, major renovations, let's call it major renovations. Um, then you would probably do, Whatever, if it's going to be in the same tax year, so you buy it mid-year and you're going to finish up those renovations before you file your year-end taxes, I would say let's just wait till the renovations are done. If the renovations that you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to buy the property, and the renovations are going to be maybe next year, or put, it's going to be on the, uh, you, you know, you're going to put those costs on the previous or the following tax tax year then we would just do the, what we call the as built. So we call that like kind of phase one. So we'll go in and we'll carve out all of the original purchase of that property and to get you that bonus depreciation in that tax year, because that's going to be most important. So it kind of really kind of hinges on when you're going to file and we'll, we'll ask those questions up front. Um, and, and then we'll come back if it's the second year and you've got a hundred grand, let's say, let's just call it hundred grand in renovations, then we'll account for that. Um, if you're if you're filed for an extension, then we we would want to add that back into that 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 open tax year, so you can take advantage of the, ad, the purchase and the renovation. So it really just depends. We'll, we'll we'll do a phase one. We call it is which is the as built. We also can monetize some of the stuff that's coming out. We call that a partial asset disposition right. study. And a lot of you know some some other you know caustic companies out there. Um, you know, don't really do this piece. Um, they, they, they don't, they'll just come in and, and they won't account for what's being thrown in the dumpster. And that's important. So we'd like to get, if we're going to do an on-site visit, 
Uh, we want to make sure that we know what's being removed so we can account for the, the disposition or, or the demolition or the pre-renovation phase of that project. So it really is just a timing window. Once we, you know, we come in, we'll, we'll kind of help you navigate your, the expenses of the property. And we'll really look at what year, you know, with in conjunction, you know, with you, Tom, being the CPA, we'll kind of we'll work in tandem with you, make sure everybody's on the same page and we'll dial that in and make sure that we're maximizing uh, every nickel that that you guys have put or your, you know, your listeners have put into from an investment standpoint, whether it's the purchase and or the renovations. Hopefully that that was a long answer for hopefully that. So, you know, yeah, no, that, that no, it. that answered the question that answered the question, because that's right. what a lot of a lot of our clients, you know, ask that all the time, and they get confused on when to start. So I think that was the perfect answer for that. And um, you know, I know also, you know, being being in in the cost segregation space, you know, you, you also provide other services outside of just cost segregation. So, would you just kind of be able to give us an overview of what other types of you know uh, services your firm provides? What other types of opportunities might be out there for investors? Yeah, I think for the for the, just from a from a from a just a short term rental perspective, the uh, cost segregation, our premium cost segregation services, I think would be you know the main service as, as we move into other clients that are doing, you know, more commercial, more uh, multifamily uh, storage, you know, senior living, those kinds of things. There's other services that core can work with you on, which would be your property tax assessment, making sure that you're paying, you know, the least amount when that property uncaps and there's different timing windows, there's different, you know, valuations and certain things that how we approach it. Um, so that's another area that's helpful. I think the other thing is if you're buying a larger commercial building, there are some energy incentives and on, on how we kicked off the call. Um, we, we, you know, when I mentioned 179D, uh, we stayed in that arena for the whole, almost pretty much the whole time that we've been in business. Um, so that's just, it's an energy incentive. It's, it's another, there's some other assets that you can accelerate uh, in the first year, which are anything around energy efficiency. So LED lighting, um, could be insulation, doors, windows, things that you normally would have to wait. You have to capitalize over time, over you know the 39-year uh, depreciation schedule. Uh, we can actually write those off until uh, you get it up to a dollar eighty a square foot. Um, so that's that could be another pretty 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 advantageous. Uh, we typically look for buildings that are about thirty thousand square feet and above on that one. Um, there's another one. So and this is more in the in the multifamily space. It's called 45L, and that is an energy efficiency dollar-for-dollar dollar tax credit that you can qualify for. Again, if you're putting in, uh, if you've got high-efficiency heating and cooling in the property, you're putting in high-efficiency appliances, um, insulation, windows. If, you're, if it's new construction or a pretty aggressive rehab, you pretty much will qualify for the 45L, and that's $2,000 per unit. And we've done some pretty big projects that have gotten our clients, you know, millions of dollars. Um, so that's another thing that I think, you know, makes us somewhat unique in that, in that realm. So once we start looking at your property, we're going to understand what you, what you, the cost that went into it. Um, and we can kind of advise to see if there's any other, you know, options out there in terms of tax incentives that we can, uh, uh, we can help you with. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of clients. Uh, it was not a lot. That's an exaggeration. I've seen a handful of clients who do develop, develop properties, use 45L. And um, 
end up saving a lot of money. So definitely something out there to check out if you are if you are a new construction, you definitely want to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, so you know, I guess if if our listeners, you know, listeners here wanted to maybe work with core advisors or, or actually you got one more question if you don't mind before Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's these software studies out there, desktop studies. So we know with a traditional study, like an engineer actually like comes down to the property and does, does the cost segregation study, or at least starts it. Right. Um, and then like, there's these software studies out there now where you put a bunch of information into a software and uh, it'll generate a study. And it's typically used on smaller properties. I guess, have you, have you seen that a lot or kind of what's your take on that? Here's my take on it. Um, you pay for what you get. It's very limited. It's very diluted. I, I, again, I, I, I'm not up with all of them and all the companies that are, are there's only a, you know, a few companies that offer this type of a kind of do-it-yourself software. Anytime you go down that road and you're dealing with the IRS, you know, I just feel like the, all I can say is this, that the, the engineering approach that we use at CORE, um, you know, we're going to do everything for you. We're going to do, we're going to work directly with your CPA. We're going to provide hundred percent audit defense. We're going to be able to write down to the penny, uh, justify it. We're going to cross-reference it to the 300 court cases and IRS revenue rulings that support cost segregation. A lot of it has to do with the permanency rules. When you go inside of a building, what can you remove that doesn't cause damage? Um, you know, to me, I just think you pay for what you get, even for residential you know, short. Now, if you've got, let me just say this, if you've got maybe something under a half a million, you've got a one single family rental home that, that you paid $100,000 or $200,000 or $200, for, you know, I think that's maybe the time and place for the do-it-yourself type software. You punch in a few numbers. Um, but if you start, you know, if you have a portfolio of real estate, you're getting over the half a million dollars, you've got some, a lot of stuff going on with your land improvements, um, you've got underground drainage, you've got certain things that you have to have an engineer on site, you know, we are going to pick up so much more money. So even if our, our fees are, you know, a little bit more, um, the, the return is going to be this much more documented, cross-referenced and IRS, um, you know, approved, I would say, and it's going to stand up to any IRS scrutiny, you know, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. You know, thank you. Thank you. No, it's uh, yeah. very, you know, very candid take on it. Um, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, you know, if, if our, if our listeners here did want to work with you, your team at core advisors, you know, what would be the best way for them to kind of get in contact with you and your, and your firm and your uh, company? Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, I, I think the best way is just Terry judge. So my name, Terry judge, J U D G E it's T E R R Y J U D G E at coreadvisors.net, just the name of the company. So coreadvisors.net, just reach out to me. Uh, my team would be happy to respond. Uh, we have a very simple process. You fill out a few questions and then we learn a little bit more about your property or properties that goes into our engineering department. We'll put together a no cost, uh, no obligation benefit analysis. Uh, that'll actually, you know, pinpoint, it's a pretty sophisticated estimating tool that we've built over years. And it has all the calculations and that present value to do it or not to do it, bonus depreciation. Um, it'll tell you exactly what your first year, you know, cash savings would look like. And then from there, we, we can help you, you know, get everything dialed in and, and work with Tom and his firm and, uh, and help you, you know, put together a real quality study. Um, like I said, that'll maximize your uh, tax dollars. 
All right. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll go ahead. We're going to drop all that information into the description of the video. And if you're listening on, on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. Um, and uh, I think yeah, also before I wrap up here, I just want to say if you did not already join the Facebook group, uh, Tax Smart Investors, you can go do that at uh, www.facebook.com slash group slash Tax Smart Investors or just search for Tax Smart Investors on Facebook and, we'll, and uh, you can find us pretty easily. That's actually how uh, Terry and I met. Uh, Terry's in the group. So really excited about that. Uh, very, a lot of opportunities that can come from a Facebook group like that. So if you're not already in it, go join and, you know, Terry, any, any, any final words before we wrap up here for today? No, not really. I just, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was really impressed with your community. So, and in, in the content that you share, like I was going through there and reading the questions and you, and how you respond and your partner, uh, Brandon, I, I was like, really impressed. And I, man, I, I, I learned a few little nuggets just from my own personal stuff. Uh, cause I'm not a CPA by training, you know, more on the engineering side, but, um, yeah. So keep up the good work time. You guys are doing a great job. You guys got a great community going. So I'm looking, I'm, and I'm very excited to work with you guys, uh, hopefully in the future. Likewise. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.